So we've crossed the floor yet again and we're over talking to David Hell from SMS Passcode. Now, the, one of the things that attracted me about your stand, David, was that you're not advertising a pure mobile service. You're, you're talking about using mobile as part of a bigger security play. So perhaps if for people who aren't familiar with your, your products, could you just introduce the company and what you produce? Yeah. What SMS Passcode delivers is authentication, basically. So what we do is that we ensure that the people who logs into a given system is who they claim to be. And you can say the differences and what our, basically is our success in the market is that we're doing it a different way. There's a lot of different vendors using the mobile phone as authentication nowadays, but there's many, many different ways of actually using it and basically using the fact that you are using a mobile phone to authentication. And the way we do it, basically raise the bar for uh, regarding security rather significantly because what differs us from others is very often this fact that once you authenticate we can make sure that the user is who he claims to be but also that he authenticate from the, the right session that originally initiated the request which basically when you combine those two things raises the level of security significantly compared to many others authentication mechanisms. So the idea of two-factor authentication has been around for a long time. That's yeah. the idea that perhaps to authenticate against the system, it's something I know and something I have. Yeah. And, and, and previously, something you have has been a token and everyone's familiar with those key fobs with the scrolling numbers that loads of enterprises give out. So, David, you're saying that your service goes beyond that and is richer than that. So can you just explain how you've how you do that sort of part that gets richer. And also, you mentioned the ability to determine that you can't do those sort of, uh, I think what are called man-in-the-middle attacks, aren't you? The, the session, that the session isn't yeah, being yeah, subverted. Yeah, yeah. Well, how, does that, uh, how does that look in practice? The, 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 well, nowadays, we, we don't call it two-factor authentication any longer, you know? That's uh, that is an old-school term. I, I, I'm so out of date. You are so out of date. <laughs> You're so out of, now it's called multi-factor authentication, huh? because you have to add more factors to ensure that the user is who he claims to be. And the way we do it is that the things that people know would be their username and password usually, okay? But that can be any number of passwords. But at the end of the day, what you only use the, the things that people know for is to differentiate the users, you can say. So you are sure you have some kind of way of differentiating the user. Once you have entered what you know, then you comes in what you have, which in our case is your mobile phone. So you have your mobile phone and you receive your passcode on the mobile phone. So what we do differently is that we say, when you log on, entering your username and password, we don't generate the code until the username and password is validated as being correct. That makes us into what you call a challenge-based solution. But choosing that particular challenge also gives us the possibilities of knowing which session that the user comes from. So at the login moment, we say this particular user comes from this particular session, then we generate the code, we link it to the session, we ship it out on a separated network, so that code that lands on your mobile phone can only be entered in through the original uh, you can say login session and by that we have a third factor you can say because we then know that it's done through the same set. This doesn't really eliminate all man-in-the-middle attacks because man-in-the-middle is, is, is slightly different but it, some of the man-in-the-middle attacks you can say it would actually uh, eliminate whereas if you have a regular key fob we'll not have a chance uh, to do that at all. But what we do also eliminate in this way is uh, phishing really and phishing and farming attacks in a regular sense whereas with a key fob you will never be able to do this. huh? So, so now we have something I know, my username and password, something I have, the mobile phone, and where I am, as in the session. The, the session, the physical, perhaps the PC or the device that I'm sitting at in order to log in, and you're, you make sure that I stay at the, the device that I made the initial request from. Now, now you're up to date again. 
So it, it's, it's like a, tra a free training session for me walking around these events. And, and so David, um, Obviously, SMS passcode is about generating the code at the time it's needed, rather than having a continuously generating code on a key fob or something like that. Um, what's the what's the what's the thinking be behind using mobile to deliver that rather than a dedicated piece of hardware? No, but uh, at the end of the day, to be able to to link it to a session, you would have to know which session it comes from. So therefore, you have to be able to manipulate with the things that has to create the code for you. Huh? And usually it's just a good idea because people are moving around that you have wireless access to something you can manipulate that is unique. And wireless access to something that is unique is another word for a mobile phone. So just, you can say, using the mobile phone just uh, basically gives you a, a big advantage simply for, for lots of different reasons. For the logistics reason, because people tend to have a mobile phone nowadays. They used to tend to remember carrying it around with them. But what you will find is to be able to do this in real life, real time, which is the, one of the big challenges, because you will find a lot of other vendors who have a big challenge in doing that. You have to create, a, you can say, the infrastructure to be able to deliver it in a, in a reliability, in a reliable manner. Huh? And that's some of, uh, you know, the stuff that the SMS passcode is, uh, is good at. Because obviously I don't want to be sat at my computer waiting for five, ten minutes for an SMS to arrive no. with... Well, we do have a lot of failover mechanisms. And basically these failover mechanisms is mainly meant for marketing, to be honest, you know? Because it makes the sales guys' jobs easier. Because what we have done is actually... Because there's many different ways you can send an SMS, actually. So you have to do it in, a, in, the, in the right way to ensure that the SMS will actually arrive on your phone. But we have a lot of failovers, so we can, we can failover to a different phone, for example. So if the first phone sets out, another phone can take it. But actually, even though we shot ourselves in the foot when we called ourselves SMS passcode, we are actually nowadays capable of delivering using an email or the different other kinds of ways of delivering. But I, I must say that if you want to have the high level of security and you want the session-based authentication, which you would want to have, because you can, you would have to have something you can manipulate with. And doing an SMS or doing an e, e, the problem you can say, you can use your mobile phone having a soft token installed on it, but a soft token will still be pre-issued and it would still have a lower level of security. So you would just have a lot of benefits by elaborating uh, using the, the mobile phone in real time. And the, the advantage with SMS, of course, is that it's truly multi-platform. You don't need to worry about which, which type of de device your user is using. It could be anything from a, a dumb phone all the way up to a smartphone because SMS is ubiquitous. Yeah, and, and, and I, think if, I think the essence... I I come from the University of Copenhagen, I can tell you. And, and, and one of the first things you learn there is that the more systems that your systems is dependent on, the more likely it is that your system will not work. So therefore, you should try to make yourself as independent as possible. And by using an application that sits on any phone in the world, which would be the SMS application, that's still an application, you, 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 you eliminate stuff like, how do I get anything else on it? Uh, logistics, uh, different kinds of versions. People swifting from Android to a newer version of Android or to an iPhone and they have to learn something new. So there's a huge difference. But, and, and in that sense, you can say, by making yourself independent on the end user as much as possible, you have a much more, you can do a live, productive, high availability kind of solution, okay? So banking seems to be the obvious 
case where you'd want to use a solution like this. What other kind of uh, industries or applications would, would benefit from this three-factor authentication? No, but you, you say anyone who wants to authenticate the user uh, needs this kind of solution. And what we find is that we don't really have any verticals at the end of the day because what we, what the, our verticals are the vendors that we protect verticals. That means that we protect Cisco and Checkpoint and Juniper, F5, Microsoft, Citrix, etc., etc. So whoever they have, we is, is our work. So we, we are very, very, but obviously all the ones who have to have safe transactions. In SMS Passcode, we have, we have very, very, we have police forces, we have intelligences, we have uh, a lot of governmental, and we have banks actually as well. We have federal banks on top of that as well. And the reason why that is because they, they, they tend to have a higher level of focus on uh, security in general. And so, Many of the people listening, to, many of the people listening to this, would probably be end users rather than yeah. the kind of people who would deploy this. But if they're looking for, um, if they're looking for a service, if they're looking to evaluate where they should, you know, where they should buy their applications from, or who they should do their banking with, or you know, what what sort of things would they would you advise that people look for in order to work out whether or not it's a secure login, whether or not it's a valuable multi-factor authentication? No, but you you know, I think I think after you know. For me, 2011 was the year of security breaches. Huh? You saw all the big guys fall. <laughs> and uh, and I actually, I don't want to have any bad words against the, the, the big guys. But what, one question one can begin to answer, ask their vendors is that, could you as a vendor be breached in a way that will make me vulnerable as a customer? Would, would I be able to steal something from you that would make me vulnerable? As a, and, uh, and the answers should be, no, you, should, you could not do that. But these pre-issued passcode-based solutions like with RSA where you have a seed file is vulnerable, but somebody stole something from RSA that made a lot of customers vulnerable. So that would be a fair question to ask new vendors, I would say. And then on top of that, I, I think the, the security profile, I, I explain it sometimes as you have an attack surface. So when you're a bad guy, you have an attack surface you can enter into. And what you try to do is to narrow the attack surface into as as little as surface as possible. Huh? And you can ask stuff like that. Can you be session specific? Can you be challenge based? What, what kind of, what kind of, uh, just, just like when you have to protect your house or your, your car, you say, what kind of mechanisms do you have to, uh, do you have to ensure that nobody can enter into my car? And the problem you can see in the security space in general is that the people who tend to know stuff, which are very, very few, and then there's the people who believe they know things. And very often people who has to buy security would buy it uh, from paranoia or they would buy it and, and not really knowing what does it really take for me to have a holistic security model. And we call it in SMS Passcode a holistic security model because it doesn't matter if you insure your door in your house uh, with all the greatest locks in the world if you if you forget to, uh, to close the window in the back, you know? And yeah. So, David, if, if people are interested in finding more about SMS passcode, reading, you know, hearing more about multi-factor authentication, or, or the way that you're generating these tokens, where can they go to find out more? But it, it depends on in, in what country you come from, because we have uh, we have uh, distributors and resellers all over the world. But if you want to find out where they are and you want to get in, or you want to get in contact with SMS Passcode, I think the easiest way would go to our website, which will be www.smspasscode.com, and you can or you can ship an email to info at smspasscode.com to find out more, and we will answer it promptly. David, thank you very much for your time. I'm going to go home and throw away all my RSA tokens now and uh, have a look at SMS Passcode. Thanks for your time. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks a lot. Ben.